Welcome to the Soul Space Podcast. Thank you for listening. Okay, friends, this is the Soul Space Podcast again. With me this time is um, Eric Miller from Eric Miller Design. I tried to remember how long we've known each other, and it's been many years. Um, definitely more than 10. Any clue? I think we're at 20, Mitchell. <laughs> I'm not even 20 years old, so that's not possible. <laughs> um, well, we've been working together for a long time, and we tend to refer clients to each other and that, that kind of thing. So you're, you're a UX designer, graphic designer, web designer. Um, I come to you for any design problem until you're booked and not available. And then I take my work elsewhere. But um, you're my go-to person for, for anything. You're doing a soulspace.com redesign, redesigning the brand. Um, pretty comprehensive, large-scale project. We've kind of half-assed it all these times. Like, oh, I just redesigned the homepage, just redesigned so-and-so page. We're doing the whole thing, including the brand right now. Um, and we're I think we're kind of out of the woods because we're just about solid on the new logo. Um, the site design, everything's pretty much clear there. We just need to fill out some details. Illustrations are almost done. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a long marathon. But anyway, that's kind of the context. Eric, you, um, you do the design work I talk about, but you also have a product line that you sell. I want to make sure we talk about that to set the context because our topic today on the podcast is we're still right in the middle, kind of in week two, of the uh, coronavirus pandemic of 2020. And um, you and I have been sharing similar thoughts about the question of, well, is it time to sit on the couch and watch Netflix and mope and just care, self-care and just take care of your own self? Or is it time to get up, push, work, build, do something new, create some new value for the future? Um, Or a little bit of both, trying to strike that balance. So you have a, your own product line, and maybe I get you to talk about that a little bit, how you developed it, how it came about, and kind of how you went through that practice. And we'll talk about this, this question facing a lot of um, designers and developers right now. Some work is drying up. Clients are canceling projects. Other clients are firing up new projects urgently. Um, so if you have some free time, what do you do with it? That's kind of our, our topic for today. Sure. So uh, 12 years ago, I went full-time with the studio. And about five years after that, I started UX Kits. Uh, UX Kits are digital, downloadable products for UX designers, such as wireframe kits and flows, as well as a couple of physical products, which are decks of cards for for planning products. So I do have an interesting perspective in that I do client work, I sell products, and those products are both digital and physical. Uh, It actually started out of something that I had made for clients anyway, a single product that was a way to to demonstrate a a website architecture nice and clearly to clients. Uh, A friend of mine who I'll give a shout out to uh, named Patrick, who runs the site Graffletopia, encouraged me to make a OmniGraffle stencil for it. And when it kind of went partially viral on day one, I realized I had a potentially a second company and not just a product. So out of that, I kept building new kits 
and physical products. I've kept the product line intentionally small, uh, but always have a few products in the works. And, uh, that's the quick overview. So these are physical products and they're, they're decks of cards, right? Yep, and as well as digital products you can download and use in Sketch or Illustrator or, or other apps. So they're tools for, for people like us. They're tools for designers and developers. Um, so you, it's a, it's a case of you eating your own dog food. Um, but what, you know, what percentage of your revenue is the product side of your business? Uh, it varies year to year. And that's actually one of the great things about it. Uh, the more attention I put into it, uh, the higher the revenue. So on years where client work might be slow, uh, it can be 50 or 60% of the revenue. Uh, on years where I'm super busy with client work and uh, that takes up my time, it could drop to maybe 30%. Uh, but that's a, a good lead into what we're talking about because when time allows, I can work on it. And that always relates to higher revenue. Uh, so that's a, so a you good have argument. something that you can, you can have something you can turn to when you face the inevitable feast or famine cycle in our business. Um, how, you know, how is that for your mental health? Does it having something to turn to that's a revenue generator that responds to your input? Um, you know, how does that help you just kind of cope with being a freelancer out on your own? Uh, it's everything for my mental work health. Uh, rather than panic, rather than panic when client work is slow, uh, I can say, oh, now I have time to work on that product that I've been putting off for three months yeah. and, uh, and get working on that. And I've actually, not intentionally, but, but good timing got into a habit of actually working on it every morning, no matter what, about three months ago. It could be 30 minutes for a social post. It could be an hour for a product. Sometimes it becomes a whole day. Uh, but that has also allowed me to keep working on it no matter what, even if I have to get to client work at 10 or 10.30. Uh, but then again, when client work uh, might slow down a bit, I can focus all day on it. So uh, it makes me feel like even though I'm not making money, getting paid hourly, I am working on something that, that I could sell. Um. I like to tell people about the power of routine, <clears throat> the power of habit. Um, I set my mind to write a book last year, and it only happened because I got up at 4.30, 5 in the morning and wrote for two or three hours before anybody was awake. Um, it turned out to be my the time of day that my mind was the most clear for that type of work. Um, and I, I wrapped in a little meditation session with that and some journaling and stuff, and it was I was tired all the time. But I, I can't remember really being happier, um, more productive than that. So this idea that you get up and every day you work on it at, you know, at a set time of day, that's one of the secret powers, superpowers, you know, the secret things you got to do to um, develop some of your own intellectual property and get it out there, maintain it. Yeah, and it's had an effect I, I didn't anticipate, which is that I'm also more efficient with client work. So rather than you know, slacking off in the morning, getting to client work a little later, taking a break. Uh, I work on product every morning. And by the time I'm done with that, I have to work on client work yeah. until the end of, end of the work day. Uh, so I'm not 
taking as many breaks. I always take breaks to see the family, uh, but not taking as many YouTube breaks or, or other random things. So I'm not losing time on client work, but I've added a ton of time to products. Yeah. And that's that's all about habit tracking to me. So but habit tracking is a, is, a, is a special phrase for you. I mean, it's something that it's some tools that you're using to do that. So I am using a physical tool right now, and I'm not going to shamelessly self-promote, but I'm also designing a habit tracker for designers. Uh, so I guess I just did. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it, it is literally checking off day to day that I worked on products every morning, uh, that I checked in with clients once a week, that I updated my to-do list daily, which is something I never used to do, uh, oh, yeah. that, I take a, that I take a walk every day, which is important to do it safely now, but to do it, uh, that I read some of them are two times a week. Uh, even I have one for playing ukulele twice a week just to get in the habit of doing that for fun. So, (laughs) uh, the, the actual physical habit tracker and checking that off, uh, changed my life. It it seems so simple at the time, but, uh, it's changed my uh, productivity greatly. Yeah, it's 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 like um, something that's hidden in plain sight. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows you make lists and keep track and plan and um, break us break a break a large journey down into smaller steps, smaller chunks, um, and find some way to track it in a way where you kind of have built-in congratulation and reward for for reaching a small milestone. Um, <clears throat> breaking a big problem down into smaller pieces is really the way to do some of these bigger projects. It's to develop your own product line, your own IP, that kind of thing. Um, and you've been advocating with me on, on you know each of our weekly meetings. You're always telling me how how powerful that's been for you. I take a you know I take a looser approach. I like you know if if there's two pieces of paper on the desk and one has a grid and the other is blank just open piece of paper. I like the blank one. So I grab an envelope that's, you know, in the recycle bin, flip it over, use the back, and I write a daily to-do list. And um, if I've accomplished at least half of the items on that list, um, I feel good just being done, calling it a day. Um, and that, that sense of kind of capturing, uh, planning and capturing is pretty powerful. I just, it's silly to talk about this. I feel like everybody knows it, but why? Why doesn't everybody do it since it's so powerful? Yeah, and I think uh, probably most designers and developers use some type of uh, software like Asana or uh, to-do apps, which I do for the more complicated lists. But having something in front of you that you have to check off, I think, is the key. Having something physical, it's the it's just the post-it note or whatever your process is. Yeah. You, we're, um, we're talking to a bunch of people right now, like people listening to this, they're all roughly our age. And they're all all of a sudden homeschooling. Some have always been doing that, but uh, quite a few of them were dropped in, uh, you know, instantly. Now they're homeschool families. And I'm watching my kids struggle with this very idea. Uh, my oldest kid today, um, my wife said, oh, sweetie, I, I just got an email from your teacher. There's another assignment that you can do for the next two weeks and be working on. And my kid thought, oh, I have to do that today. I don't want anything on my list. I have to do that today. They haven't developed the skills of taking that bigger problem and breaking it down into smaller pieces and just be kind of forgiving of themselves to know that they can't do everything in one day. 
There's, um, there's a lot of sort of personal level habits that go into that kind of productivity. Um, but, it, you know, at times like this, where we're all under so much stress and pressure from such a sudden global emergency with this pandemic, um, how do you know how hard you should push? And should you push at all? Or should you just say, all right, this is going to be a month that just sucks. I'm not going to get anything done. I'm just going to go for walks, take my dog out, watch TV, and go easy on myself. How do you decide? Yeah, so so one way is we don't know how long this is going to be, if there's going to be multiple waves of it, and that varies greatly depending on who's listening and where you're located. Uh, so definitely give yourself a break, whatever that is in the beginning. Uh, and I would say... Give yourself a goal for each day if you're struggling, focusing right now. Uh, say on day one or week one, I'm going to put in an hour a day to new product ideas. Or if you're really struggling, just an hour a day to client work, to checking in, uh, or two hours a day. You know, if you can, if you can manage that. Uh, give in when you can't work. Uh, if you need a break, need to stop for lunch. You want to see your, you, you want to see your kids. Uh, do that, but you know, kind of use the the habit tracking method to maybe start slow, and then yeah. build up, because you, you want to set habits now. If uh, let's hope not, but if this drags on longer than people anticipate, uh, you can't take a break for six months. Uh, it's right. not going to help your income. It's it's not going to help your family. It's not going to help your mood. Uh, the way I personally reacted is, I hit the ground running. And I think that was just because I had the habits in place, but no judgment whatsoever to people who watch Netflix for the first week, uh, whatever you have to do. Uh, but set some set some habits now, start small and build up uh, so you're you're preparing yourself, you know, for the unknown, really. Yeah. Um, hit the ground running is what I did, too. But that's not what I this is the first time I've ever done that in one of these crises. <clears throat> and this, you know, on, on a previous podcast with some other colleagues that you and I both know um, last week, um, we were all talking about how many times we'd already been through a, a global emergency like this, um, or at, at a minimum, an economic level emergency. And the past few times I had gone through it, that sort of um, brooding and depressive and... Uh, mopey part of me was allowed to take root and run the show and since then um, you know with those various experiences and you know a, a lot of personal work to try to deal with that problem I know that the answer for me right now some people are like me out there listening the answer for me is to hit the ground running to push hard um, I'm, I'm not trying to exhaust myself I'm not trying to prove anything but I am a leader of a company and a team is counting on me to set an example. And I want to, I want to get the word out and I want to set an example of this is a time to build. Uh, this is a time to, um, even if your client work dries up, this is a time to build on those internal projects. This is not a time to sit around and, and watch the news. This is a time to take action and contribute to the economy <clears throat> And prepare for the recovery. Uh, Jason Sifrin on the last podcast said it well. He said, we'll get through this. You know, 
At some point, this will be behind us. And where are you going to be? What's going to be going on for you at that time? What will you have built? How will you have handled this? So the way for me to, to, to keep the, the mold from growing in the basement and the darkness from creeping in is to push it, push it out uh, with, with some force. Um, and when I sit down and take a break from it and kind of mope, I can feel it creeping in. Um, so th this is one of the best things to do right now is to pull those projects out of the back drawer, out of the back of the closet and say, dust them off and say, this is actually a pretty, pretty good idea. I just got distracted with some client stuff or some family stuff. This is the time to build this thing. This is the time to finish the design and launch it. Um, so I'm telling my clients and my colleagues the same thing. Yeah, and that, that's how I'm feeling as well. And, and I was very similar uh, prior to this. I would pretty quickly shut down uh, just with a lack of focus if anything was going on. It could be anything from a, a major disaster to uh, my kid not feeling well. Uh, I just didn't have that, that personality. I just happened to be in a place this year where I'm dealing with habits differently, where I happened to read a few books recently that are all about showing up no matter what. Uh, we could share those after. Uh, so, uh, you know, how to stay creative no matter what. Uh, I've just been really focusing on that, not knowing this was coming. Uh, and I agree, this is the time. If you, if you have client work now, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to say, but a lot of us are going to take a hit with our next round of projects. So start to think about what idea you can work on. If you've yeah. lost some projects, and a lot of my friends have, you know, within a day, just three projects gone, uh, use that free time if you can to think about what you can create. Maybe, you know, I've been doing that for seven years, but uh, we all make things for clients every day, and a lot of those things can be turned into products. Or we know how designers and developers think, and maybe there's a, a product we can create, uh, a plugin we can add, you know, a uh, an app, you know, whatever it is. Uh, maybe it's a toy that you thought of while working with your kids, you know, whatever it is. Uh, if you have the free time, you know, now's a good time to use it. My, my youngest daughter and I started a book just just for the fun of it a few months ago, like around Christmas time or something. And um, <clears throat> I got expired, inspired one early one morning and I got up and I finished my part of the writing and she was gonna be the illustrator. And as soon as this crisis hit, that's the first thing I thought of. That's, that's my opportunity to finish that, that children's book with my kid. Um, this, I mean, this is the time to finish those things because it, it just makes you feel good. It, it, it kind of turns the light on. It brings, it brings a light and a warmth into your day when you know that you're doing something productive and useful and um, something that you'd meant to do, meant to accomplish. And I'm trying to pass that on to our clients and the people who are still in the sales pipeline. I mean, I can't tell them how to run their businesses. It's not appropriate. But I can tell them. Uh, I mean, the stimulus package passed this morning, I think. Um, and that's $2 trillion. Money is going to be inexpensive for a while. And it's going to be relatively easy to come by. And it's supposed to be that way. We're going to pump money back into the economy so we can overcome this. This is the time to invest and build and create value. And it's especially a time to take advantage of the idle time that your web developers and web designers are about to have because other projects got canceled. It's time to spin up some of those ambitious things you wanted to do for your company so that you can outcompete your competitors when we get on the other side of this thing. 
Um, and the other thing is you and I are in a position to be creative with how we charge. Um, I know people don't have money right now, um, but there are creative ways that we can be paid for our work some sometime down the road, especially since there's going to be so much money that we can borrow to finance some of these endeavors uh, and have those paid for sometime in the future. So this is a time to think the positive, optimistic thoughts. It's not time to think about how many jobs got canceled and obsessing about that. Yeah, uh, totally agree. Uh, just like everyone, it's hard. I'm doing my best. Uh, I got my head down on a few projects. I do still have client work, fortunately. Uh, but like everyone else, I'm concerned about uh, who's going to sign on to do a website redesign after this. Uh, and you make a good point that uh, even if you don't have the cash flow, there's going to be money available uh, for cheaper than it used to be uh, yeah. to maybe work, work on that, that redesign. Uh, to develop that app, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is this is the time to. The other thing we we owe the um, economy and the society we live in is to participate, to engage. Um, I mean, Netflix benefits when you sit on the couch, but and that's great. You know, that's I need downtime too, but the economy needs all of us participating and creating and building and, and, and seizing the opportunity that's wrapped up in this crisis. Um, I've been saying to everybody I talked to something that I was that I heard from one of our, our clients a few months ago and they said uh, never squander a crisis and that's exactly what this is. And I don't mean be greedy and go uh, extract money from people who are desperate like who desperately need their e-commerce system set up or their ordering system or their gift card system set up. I'm not saying that. I'm saying look for look for the bright spots that are all around you. Like for you, Eric, it's um, taking yet another good idea and productizing that, getting that to the printers, getting prototypes set up so that you can bounce it off some colleagues and see, see what they think. Make forward progress on that. For us, it's completing this massive redesign that you and I are doing with the rest of the team. Um, we have a killer SaaS product that we have in mind for Freeform for Craft. Um, we're going full steam ahead on that. Um, it's terrifying because I have to come up with $100,000 to build this thing. And But I just told you how cheap money is right now. This is the time to double down on what you know already works in your business and get out there and take it, uh, take care of, take advantage of some of those opportunities. Yeah, you mentioned... Uh you know, building prototypes, the most satisfying moment I've had in, in the last, let's say, three weeks since maybe four, since people became really aware of this in the U.S., uh, at least as far as work is concerned, is getting the first printed prototype of a new deck of cards in the mail uh, from China and opening that up and seeing that. And that was just, just that alone was like, oh, yeah, this is, it's version two of a product and like, this is the time to make it. So just having that in hand. Uh, yeah. you know, one copy of it, which costs 50 bucks to, to, to print, <laughs> uh, just having one copy, uh, you know, inspired me to, to keep going with it. Uh, so, you know, small steps, like you said, that, yeah. that combined to a, a bigger goal. Little steps. That's right. You know, when, when we do have idle time because we've had projects canceled, that's an opportunity to, to not think about yourself. To not obsess about yourself and your team and your family and your business, but to think about the 
the potential clients and customers out there who all of a sudden need you really bad. And I, I sent a text message to the massage therapist that we sometimes use. We hardly ever see her, maybe a couple times a year. I go to her when I'm super stressed out and I have this uh, part of my shoulder that just goes crazy when I'm really under a lot of pressure. And she knows what to do to get that taken care of. I can't go see her right now, you know, obviously. And I know she can't see any clients or any customers right now. Um, she's got it way worse than me. Uh, she, there's no virtual version of her job. She's trying to do online you know, uh, counseling and stuff like that, but there's not much she can do. Now is the time for me to step up and just offer pro bono services to her and say, um, you may find it confusing to get online. It's not that hard anymore. I can help you with some of these easy tools. You don't have to use my stuff. You don't have to use the complicated things we work with. Your problem is simple. You just want to get an ordering system and a gift card system up and running. You can book appointments online. Now's the time to build that stuff. And now's the time to do some pro bono work and, and get some of the good vibes out there. Yeah, we actually did the same exact thing uh, with a physical therapist we know. Uh, just had a brainstorming session. Uh, I hadn't thought of it at the time, but kind of landed on doing a, a, a Vimeo-hosted business for her where she, she doesn't even need to build a website because... Uh, Vimeo seems to have the platform she needs. Talked about what kind of mics to buy uh, to record good audio. And she too is trying to do some some online therapy. It's actually working out well for her. Uh, and she offered our family some some online therapy in exchange. Not a big deal, you know, if we take it or not. Uh, but the point is an hour phone call, you know, gave her a bunch of ideas that she can, for the most part, even do herself. Uh, yeah. So... Totally agree. See, people, people who, by this time, as as mature as the internet is, if they're still not online in a serious way, even if they're like an in-person service provider, but they haven't made the leap into having some kind of virtual presence. This is that shock, that jolt that is really going to get them over the the angst uh, that they may have to do that. They need people like us to help them understand how easy it can be. Just reduce the complexity and clutter and help them make simple decisions because it's not that hard anymore. But I'm thinking about my massage therapist and her reply to me was, yeah, I guess I tried to get my WordPress website up and I just got confused with all the options and I just got discouraged. And I'm thinking to myself, look, I can help you clear away all that clutter. I can help you get this thing up and running. It'll probably take you and I half a day to get it done because I have experience and expertise that she doesn't. When I get that part in my shoulder and I can barely move and it's shooting through my head, it takes her about five minutes to diagnose and fix the problem because she has the expertise and experience. We need to be working together to bring our respective areas of expertise and knowledge um, to, to help each other. And we need to get creative with how we make money because some of these people can't pay. Maybe in the future they can, um, but right now is the time to build up some good karma. Yeah, we're working on a uh, starting with a Google Doc, but maybe expand it later for our for our community to list businesses who are doing delivery or gift cards. It's just one place to look for reference. Uh, so there's there's lots of little ways you could just use your little bit of nerd knowledge uh, <laughs> yeah. to to help out. And if you can't build a you know a, a gift card online ordering system, you can make a Google Doc uh, and put it up on Facebook so everyone in town can see. You know. There's a yeah. little ways you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's people are getting stuck on the friction and they're getting blocked up and there's they're getting in their own way um, thinking oh, I can't I just can't do it I don't know how to do it I'm not sure how to do this and what you said at the beginning of this podcast that it, it applies you know make a little list today's list what are you gonna do today take a chunk of work out of that and advance yourself down the path a little bit further every day and sometimes our friends and colleagues need a little help seeing how you can you can take a big problem and make it small, make it into smaller pieces. Um, so I'm trying to think of anything else that we were, that we're going to make sure that we talked about here. Um, your kids are too young to be on email, but my kids are barely of the age where, you know, they can use a keyboard, they can log into a computer, they get all that. All of a sudden, they're zero to 60 in a couple of seconds. Now I'm getting emails from both of my, both of my kids. Um, and that's another thing that it was an unexpected gift. Um, I don't really want them to be online, but I'm getting emails from these two kids. They're telling me stuff in email that they don't seem to feel comfortable saying in person. So there's so much that's going online, so many people going on to Zoom, going on to all these online tools that you and I use every day. Um, but now it's opening up all these possibilities and people are finding new ways to communicate where they, they weren't before. I think that's pretty thrilling as well. Yeah, I mean, my eight-year-old did not have a a Google Drive until last week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he didn't. the The school set up all their uh, email accounts, and uh, you know they're using Google Classroom. So yep. he was on the computer a little bit, but barely. He's like literally learning to use a mouse uh, because of this, and. Uh, he, they're actually enjoying the learning a lot because everything's tied to a, a YouTube video of a volcano or some online yeah. game for math they haven't played before. And, you know, I think if I had to say, there, there might be a little bit more enthusiasm for the homework than there was before uh, yeah. because it's all interactive in some way. Uh, you know, once we once everyone wraps their head around it and how to figure out what to do next and all of that, uh yeah, something I so you mentioned not forgetting things. I also want to mention that uh, designers and developers who who do make products shouldn't be ashamed to promote them right now. Oh, uh, no. I'm seeing no, a lot no. of a lot of hesitation, a lot of tweets starting with "I know this is a bad time, but oh my god!" Uh, I think it is nice to be sensitive, uh, but just remember that it's your way of life too. It's how you make money. Uh, be transparent. Say you're a one-person business. Say you're supporting five families. You know, whatever it might be, uh, that they're, you know, do the things on the sides to, you know, even out that karma. You know, make that free website or, you know, buy gift cards from your local restaurant or you know whatever you can do. But at the same time, if you make a good product and you could sell it, uh, if you want, you could discount it. If you want, you could donate a portion to a, a local charity that. You know, feeding kids who usually get their meals at elementary school, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, but it is okay to sell something right now, especially if your fans or your followers know you and, and know you mean well. Uh, so I think that's important to remember. I'm glad you bring that up because, <clears throat> first of all, there's always going to be a hater. There's always going to be somebody on Twitter who sees your promotion or your new idea and they're going to shoot it down. Um, that's the person to ignore. Maybe some of them you listen to, you give them a little couple of seconds of, uh, eh, maybe they're maybe they're right, maybe that's a dumb logo, maybe I should rethink that. But don't spend too much time with the haters. As long as you're not focused on you, 
you're focused on your customer or your client or the the section the subset of the economy out there that represents those people that you serve as long as you obsess about them it's okay to be paid for being an expert it's okay to be paid for being uh, contributing um, I mean, how, how many times do we have to learn this lesson over and over again that you shouldn't be ashamed for putting something useful and of value out there if it's not valuable nobody's gonna buy it um, you don't need any more feedback than that yeah this is this is not a time to say oh, I'm so, I know it's a bad time I'm sorry everybody for creating more noise but I have a business idea I was like um, UX kits are killer man they really help solve a problem and you created a product that got into a space that there wasn't. There wasn't really anything there. You defined a, a segment of the market. And you created value. Why shouldn't you be paid? There's nothing to apologize for. Um, you know, we're giving away some licenses to Freeform. That's our, our product for craft. Giving those away for free, all you have to do is write in and say, yeah, I, I have a client who's really struggling. They're not going to be making money for a while. I'd like to set up a gift certificate system. I want to use Freeform on craft. Um, could have a free license, no problem. They they get it. We're still selling a lot of copies of that product because it's useful. It's it's valuable. You don't have to apologize for that. So that's the thing. That's one of the really critical things that I'm trying to get people to know is if you do have a product idea or a service idea or a business idea, don't apologize. Just make sure that you're focused on the value that it brings to the customer that you're targeting and everything else will take care of itself. Forget the haters. Yeah, and uh, like you with the licenses, we are working on something uh, racking our brains to try to come up with some ideas to help people through this, uh, to help their kids stay on task through this. Uh, you know, those would be things we could, you know, share. Uh, and, you know, even though I said it, you know, there is kind of a, a balance there where you want to provide something, maybe something for free. Uh, at the same time, you want to keep selling. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's okay for you to need to make money and pay the rent and, and have food. Everybody has to do that. Uh, the question is, do you provide value? That's that's all you have to answer for. So, yeah, that was good. I think we accomplished what I was hoping we would. Um, just get the, get the good word out there. Um, and speaking of promoting, uh, everybody who comes on the podcast, whether it's a side hustle they do or if it's their main line of work, I want to make sure that we get the word out for um, some my colleagues who I believe in so much. So how do people find you, Eric, online if they want to uh, do some get some killer design work done? Sure. So uh, if you need a UX designer, it's ericmillerdesign.com, Eric with a C. If you need some products to help you build products, it's uxkits.com. Uh, those are the two places to find me. Good. Good deal. All right. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, thanks so much, Mitchell. You've been listening to the Soul Space Podcast. 